for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. Right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, take you up until just before noon talking sports with you. A lot of sports uh, to sprinkle into the conversation here this morning. On the BMW Des Moines guest list, in about 15 minutes or thereabouts, we will talk to our friend David Kaplan. Uh, if you're new to the program, first of all, thanks for uh, trying us out. Uh, David Kaplan talks sports in Chicago. He is a big media figure in the uh, in the Windy City. He joins us every Wednesday. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. We have to tape Cappy because he's on the air on ESPN 1000 as we speak. So we get Cappy at 8.30 on Wednesday morning. We spoke with him 90 minutes ago. You'll hear that coming up in about 15 minutes. A lot of ground to cover, Trent, with Chicago sports, weren't there? No doubt. It's a uh, busy time. And from there's no sports. The Bears, the Bulls. And White Sox Cubs with baseball, yeah, and the Blackhawks. I got a little Blackhawks in there. You, you did. <laughs> I, I sprinkled it in a little bit, and no, I didn't go overboard. You I did not. Think. No, no. Uh, but there was some news with the Blackhawks, and uh, we'll uh, cover a lot of ground with Cappy coming up at about ten twenty or thereabouts. We'll continue to take a look at the four local teams as far as how they did. Uh, we think they did in the NFL draft. We did the Packers yesterday with theheadcheese.com. Dave Sinekin. We will do the Chiefs today. They had pick 32. Nick Athen will join us. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com uh, Nick and I, Trent and I, will go around the Chiefs draft. Uh, they had a couple, I thought, really good picks for where they were slotted in the draft at pick 32. Uh, I thought they did very well. You're a big Edwards Hilaire fan? Yep. You think he's And Willie be Gay, too, their linebacker. A star? Yes. A star. On both counts. Wow. Yeah, I think they did very well. You know, that's the other thing. There's already all these mock drafts coming up for 2021, right? Yes, right. You've seen them all. I don't pay them any mind at all. If if I open up a mock draft and I don't see Denver drafting thirty second, it goes right in the trash. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Oh, they're Super Bowl champs. That's now. right. Yeah, but you're really in with Drew Locke. <laughs> kind of like yesterday, and I was with my twins. Yes, you were. Maybe ten games up a month into the season, you were feeling pretty good about was, that Twinkies yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And you can think well about your Broncos at this point in time. Pay no creeds if they're not uh, drafting thirty second. Uh, in the mock draft that I'm looking at. Well, we've had a lot of speculation over the past now six, seven weeks as we've got deeper and deeper into it. Mentioned to you late last week, I think it was off the air, but we haven't heard much for baseball. And then we brought it up on the air yesterday, and as we're talking about it, there was a big piece in The Athletic. There's a big piece at ESPN with Jeff Passan, and on and on and on. Major League Baseball uh, yeah. trying well, I think to it was, work was it their Bob way Nightingale that was first? I, I, I gave him credit because I thought, well, regardless, yeah. but yeah, he's part of it as well. Uh, USA Today's Bob Nightingale. But yeah, too, we talked about it about this time yesterday. Where, where's ba- the news? Right. Everybody else is coming out. I think it was the last major update we had had was April 7th, I think it was. Okay. Kind of that, that last, all right, we're going to do. Did they get out of the NFL draft way? Possibly, or just wait. You need to come out and you have people speaking out of turn. 
Yeah. And then you get the negativity that comes along with it. And we're dealing with this pandemic. And well, look, look how just out of sorts this organization, this league is by doing that. We're not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. We're not going to drop anything to national writers. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going to sit tight and see where this goes. And and I think that's the correct course of action. Manfred has had plenty of things that you shake your head at. Oh, boy. And this one made sense. Yeah. If that's the way that this three actually ten, played out. Three ten-team divisions. We don't have to have stories every single week about what we're talking about. Just keep it inside the office. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk out of turn. And with it, though we were speculating and wondering why that was, I think that's the best course of action. And, mm-hmm. and now, as we look at it, and it feels like we're starting to to move forward towards getting sports back on there. You look across the world and what is happening in other parts of the world, and we're seeing more and more of that. And now with baseball, it feels like a plan that makes sense, a plan that you can certainly buy into is in front of us now. And you mentioned the Nightingale piece. Three divisions. Yeah. Ten teams each. Right. Now, there was nothing, uh, there was nothing, uh, referenced regarding playoffs. Right. I think that that's still probably on the drawing board, but yeah, an east, a west, and a central, and they'll, they'll just play those teams. They'll do so in their own ballpark. Here's the central, Trent, and I know that when I saw it, I mean, Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, and they're going to be good. Indians, Twins, Braves, and Tigers. So you've got, you know, on the surface, the Royals and the Tigers probably would be the longest shots to prevail. <laughs> the Indians maybe not far behind them. Um, but the Cubs, the White Sox are better. The Brewers are treading water. Yeah. Did they take fair. a step back or tread water? Step back. Okay. I'm going to go tread water. You'll give them a baby step back. Cardinals are the Cardinals. The Reds, for me, I'm all in on this team. The Indians seem like they're going the wrong way. Your Twins are clearly uh, going to be a factor. The Braves, with all that young talent, mm-hmm. and the Tigers. That central division is a beast. And how about some of the matchups we would see, right? Well, and that's all that we would see, right? Yes, because that's it. You play your division. That's it. You don't you, leave it. You're matched up with the other nine teams, and so you're going to have those five series of the ten teams happening. Right. A 100-game schedule, by the way. 100 so, games is what they want. Nine other teams. So you're talking about 11 games, basically, between Did all these other Did you just do ones? that on the top of your head? Pretty good, huh? Well, I'm not sure it's right, but I'm going to give you credit Well, it'd be for 99 it. games if it was okay. 11. And the nine other teams that you'd play. And they're looking to get towards 100. That's right. what the hope would be. So you set it up that way. It's short trips. If we get to, say, late July, early August, and we're going to open it up more. To Maybe, fans, you mean? Fans yeah. getting in there. Maybe not, a, maybe not uh, an entire ballpark being open but i don't know right and and we're going to know more at that point about where the transgressions are you know how how this is going to pass as we open things up in that level it's just there's so much excitement about this where every single day you're playing for us we're going to have series every single Mm -hmm. night that matter Mm -hmm. to us and to our listeners in the midwest and that Sign me up right now. I'm with you. The Central's unreal. The Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, and Marlins would be in the East. Of course, out West, you got the Dodgers, who everybody will be chasing. Angels, Giants, A's, Pods, Snakes, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, and the Mariners. So that's what's on the drawing board. Major League Baseball, we'll get into more of that with Cappy here uh, coming up in the next few minutes. A couple of other nuggets, Trent, I wanted to get to. This one, um, regarding ESPN and uh, and the Dish Network, this is a big story, one that I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about uh, as this week goes on. Dish does not want to pay ESPN their 80 
to $100 million right fees, subscriber fees for the month of April. Dish believes that the reason that they pay ESPN 80 to $100 million is because they purchase live sporting events. Mm-hmm. There are none. Why should we write you this check? You're not delivering ESPN. Of course, it's not. It's out of their hands. But Dish, can you make an argument there, Barrister Condon? It makes sense on the surface when you hear it that way because, well, the rights fee. You pay, on average, about a buck for each of the channels on mm-hmm. your DirecTV, on your cable, whatever you have. It's lower in some, higher in others, but the one that it's a huge difference maker is ESPN. Without a doubt. And I believe at least at one point it was like $8.50 a month that goes to ESPN from all of these carriage rights holders. There's no sports. The reason that they're paying $8.50 is because of the live sports that they, in turn, Mm -hmm. have to pay for. They weren't there. You didn't have what you're paying your bills about. And because of that, you're not having the same amount of people watching the channel. You shouldn't be able to charge the same amount. I I understand where Dish is coming from on this idea because Mm -hmm. they didn't deliver what they anticipated. I wonder, I mean, there has to, well, you would hope, if you're ESPN, there has to be some kind of clause right. uh, in, the, in the contract. I don't know if it's what it would be, an act of God clause almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a term for it that's certainly above my head. But um, it's certainly, I think that bears watching. Yeah. It bears watching. They don't want to pay 80 to $100 million. I mean, that's a blow to any, I mean, that's a blow. Well, and think, think of the money that Disney overall has oh. lost. I wonder if they this. got a payroll. What do you call them? A PPP? <laughs> right. The Lakers did. The Lakers did. They returned it. $4.2 million. How did they even get in this system? I... The Lakers got a a 4.2. Then that's embarrassing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they did. I hope they didn't apply for it, did they? I hope they didn't. But even if they didn't, and the fact that they were given one, that's a black eye. That That's publicity that they didn't see coming or didn't ask for, for crying out loud. We'll get into the national, uh, the name, image, and likeness as well, because there's been some movement on that this morning. Sadly, it's going to disappoint, I think, a lot of our, now maybe not our audience. Maybe our audience is younger than I think it is. Well, I mean, I'm not exactly a young man anymore. No, nor am I. But I don't know. That, that would be... Maybe the fanatics, this would be their wheelhouse, right? The fact that the video, the NCAA, what is it, EA Sports, Mm -hmm. it's going to be carved out of this. It will not be coming back. So just real quick, and uh, James, we'll get to you in just a second here. By the sounds of things, the name, name image likeness took a huge step forward today. Now, athletes will be able to be compensated for their name, whether they endorse something, whether they own a business, but they can't, they can use their name, hi, I'm, Joe Blow, quarterback of... Amir Smith-Marset. Amir Smith-Marset. Brock Brock Purdy. Let's use Purdy. Hi, I'm Brock Purdy, quarterback of Iowa State. Uh, Next time you need your vehicle service, stop by Joe's and Ames. Mm -hmm. Right? He can do that. But you can't use Iowa State's logo in the commercial. Oh, okay. You can't use the Big 12's logo in any commercial. And therein lies the fact... That the, that that is going to preclude the NCAA from making their, making it possible for video game companies to go forward with, what was the game called? Do you even remember? I College football and then the year. Okay. College football 2020. Oh, that's what it was. Simple yep. as that. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so the uh, college football 2020 will not be coming to a store near you. Now, this won't take place anytime soon. Uh, the earliest it would take place is beginning in the uh, the athletic calendar of 2021. So fall sports 2021. If you're a senior this year, you got a name in this state or any other state, you're not going to be able to capitalize. But um, when football returns in 2021, and we hope that it's not for the first time, uh, they will be able to use this. Let's get James. We'll take a break. We'll get Cappy in here. He's sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. James, thanks for being patient. What's on your mind? No, I was just going to say, Dish Network, that's the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard them do. They got rid of Fox Sports Midwest and tried to call. They won't give you any refund at all on any of that stuff. They've so, been so you arguing over channels. They won't give you any refund. If they're arguing over paying somebody, they take it off the air. Yeah. They won't ever give you a refund on anything. So what did they put in Fox Sports Midwest's place? Did they give you I anything? I don't know, but there's a – well, I don't have it anymore, but a lot of Cardinal fans and people sign oh, up sure. for that specific for the game. Yep. And you sign a contract and pay extra money for that package, mm-hmm. then they take it off. You get zero refund. Yeah, and they right? took it off August, I think, last year, right? Weren't you guys without the Cardinals for like uh, most of August and for sure September? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that's not a good look on their part. Um, it's hypocritical. And use your word. Yep. Go ahead. If if Dish Network is saying that ESPN's not producing for them then why can't we as customers saying, well, then Dish Network's not producing for us. Fair point. We're not getting live sports either, and we're paying for live sports. Mm-hmm. So that money should be passed on down to the consumer, but it never will. So, Well, uh, you know, some people, and my partner Trent, uh, I mean, he's a DirecTV customer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dish Network is willing to do this, but I know a, a lot of DirecTV customers have reached out to them and have either gotten, well, I know Dish Network doesn't have the end of the Sunday ticket, but they've gotten free Sunday ticket or a significant reduction in their bill. So I don't know, James. Uh, it sounds like Dish isn't willing to work with anybody, so um, better leave it there because I don't know the answer. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, fair point. It's tough. Yeah, all the regional sports uh, networks left Dish, mm-hmm. as you said, in August. Yeah, they was... came. Remember, was there was a big uh, brouhaha about it in early July. Then they threw you bone for about a week, maybe a couple of mm-hmm. weeks, and then boom, they were gone again, and they were never. They were. Uh, they never came back. And I don't think that they're scheduled to be back this year. Right, no, no. It appears that's kind of what they're going to do. What are they called? The RSNs? Yes. Is that what they were? The yeah. regional sports networks. Regional sports networks. It's not just Fox Sports Midwest. It's North. It's mm-hmm. it's all of those. And if that's how you watched your team, mm-hmm. you were out of luck. DirecTV still has them. Still has them. Let's keep for it that what? Way. that what? What do we pay for that? Now, we don't get the base. Well, we do. You do. We get the Twins and the Cardinals and the Royals and the Brewers and the White Sox? White Sox and Cubs. And, and Cubs. Yeah. Uh, well, Marquis is Marquis an extra charge this year? No, it'll be part of that. Part of it, that regional. You know, people complain about oh, MLB. They screw the Iowans out of things. You get a lot of free games. Not if you're a Directv subscriber yeah. and you pay the extra thirteen bucks a month. Right, thirteen bucks a month is worth it for me to be able to see all mm-hmm. those teams. I, I understand it. Some people can't have a dish. You work. You live in an apartment, a condo. Mm-hmm. You're not able to have that, and that certainly would be frustrating. But for me. 
Yeah, you get it. I love it. Now I got to I got I have to purchase MLB the package because my Blue Jays Your Blue Jays are not on yep. locally unless they play one of the right. five teams we just referred to. All right, David Kaplan's going to join the program next Centurion Stone of Iowa is going to make uh, it possible for Cappy. Uh we will get to Nick Athen on the Chiefs 10:45. Governor Kim Reynolds uh, will join the program at 11 o'clock. Her Q&A may be a little testy today. You're feeling that? I am. Yeah, with the fact that uh, that paper that came out and look I, look, she, she, I I can't imagine what she's wrestling with the oh, decision. Uh, my my God, um, but there, there seemed to be a lack of transparency on some paper that may have uh, from produced by the University of Iowa. That a you know journalism, local journalism, they wouldn't let this record request go, and they finally got it released. And the two doctors, Doctor Padati. Mm-hmm. And the other lady that's on there, maybe not the most transparent over the last week or so pursuant to this. Oh. So if the if the Iowa media that's involved in these questions have it within themselves, it could get a little testy. Today. So you're not seeing softballs today. I don't think that that's coming today. If they're, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So that's at 11. At 11.30, we are going to do the Big 12. Uh, and we will also do some uh, some Iowans, a Big Ten with John Bowen Camp. As we take you until noon, it's Miller and Connor. Before we do that, Trent, I almost forgot. KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword HOME to 200-200 right now. That's your chance to win $1,000. HOME to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. David Kaplan from Chicago Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors he is next miller and condon till noon des moines sports station 1460 kxno 106.3 ken miller trent condon miller and condon on 1460 kxno and now on 106.3 fm All right, welcome back as uh, we continue on Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Uh, we will, uh, well, let's talk to David Kaplan about something Trent and I opened the show up. We started talking yesterday, Trent, about when's Major League Baseball going to get back to us? They've been kind of quiet with all the other leagues coming out with their plan. And uh, no sooner we gotten off the air when uh, Bob Nightingale from USA Today uh, broke the story about potentially uh, what MLB is kicking around. Cappy. If uh, good to talk to you, by the way, as always, Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Three ten team divisions. The Central would be Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, Tigers. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm all in. I tweeted that yesterday. All in, just like the tattoo on my right arm says, "Live life all in." <laughs> yeah, live baseball all in like that. First of all, I spoke to someone in the NBC Sports Chicago family, one of our managers, who's, uh, he said, do you have any idea what this would do for TV ratings? Because, you know, instead of playing, no disrespect to the Dodgers or the Mariners or the Angels or the Diamondbacks, he said, can you imagine if we have a preponderance of games, Cubs-White Sox, Cardinals-White Sox, Brewers-White Sox, he goes, oh, my God, first of all, Chicago fans can get to all those places to get away once we get our lives back and go and watch their team play. And then the Cubs coming over to fill guaranteed rate, guaranteed rate, or White Sox fans fill in Wrigley, and now you all of a sudden are carrying Cubs and White Sox on your network when you never thought you were going to have 
you know, many of those teams that have really good built-in fan bases, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, it, it looks incredible, Cap. It really does. And I've been to Wrigley before when my team, the Twins, have made their way there. Always a ton of Minnesotans make their way over. Just that regional base to it. And when we get fans back inside the buildings, if that does happen, just to think about that and the excitement that it would create. And those divisions, the way that it would play out, I think would be so much fun. I hope that's uh, something that, at least for a season, you can do. You know, I think we're at the point, Cap, where... Pretty much any plan, unless it's completely cockamamie, sign me up. Anything you want to throw out there, I'll take it. Yeah, and I want the, the designated hitter in both leagues. Yep. Mm-hmm. I used to be, full disclosure, I used to be this you know, old school, no, we've got to not have a designated hitter, and we've got to play all nine innings, and we've got to do this. Don't you dare flip your bat. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I, you know, I started to really kind of reevaluate it, and I looked and went, okay, that's the stupidest opinion I could have ever had. Let's evolve with the times. Let's try and make it more about entertainment and not just old school. It's like the way the radio business used to be. If you didn't have a voice that was all the way down here, you're not suitable to be on the radio. How about just be entertaining? That might be a novel concept. And so that's what baseball does. It's too old school. Oh, my God, don't you dare lay a bunt down in a no-hitter when you're down three to nothing. That's disrespectful. Stop. Just stop. Hmm. So I'm excited about all these things that maybe could be coming to baseball. Uh, A lot of ground to cover with you, Cap. We will get to the draft. I'll do last dance. I want to get your thoughts on John McDonough, the president of the Blackhawks, for the hockey fans out there. But before we do that, you had a poll. I'm not sure if it's closed yet. Uh, I'm not sure if it was on your site or it was on NBC NBC Sports uh, Chicago. Uh, The greatest duo in Chicago sports, and Pippen and Jordan. I think probably Bryant and Rizzo will win the poll, but man, Kane and Taves in three cups. Yeah, I would have to vote Kane and Taves. Bryant Rizzo might have a larger fan base, not a more vocal fan base, but a larger fan base, so they're going to get more votes. But I would absolutely go for the Kane and Taves. Three cups, both going to the Hall of Fame. So that absolutely, for me, that's where I would have gone. Uh, real quick, Cap, your thoughts on John McDonough, I mean, the architect of all of those cups so that we are just talking about. Out as the Blackhawks uh, look to move, uh, to change some pieces around. Yeah, I mean, I did not see this coming. Look, John was at my wedding. I have a really good wow. relationship with John. John's also a difficult guy to work for because he demands old-school mentality. And for some people in today's time, that's tough. It's not. They don't want to have to be told that on a 90-degree Friday in August when there's no hockey games going on that they have to have their top button buttoned mm-hmm. and they have to have a shirt and tie on at all times and they have to be at work you know, at 8 a.m. and that there's mandatory meetings and all and your, your tie has to hit your belt. Like it's being in the military. But he also gets results. I mean, how many years were the Cubs the worst team in baseball and they kept selling the ballpark out because he knew how to romanticize the ballpark, Chicago, and Harry Carey. And then he went over to the Blackhawks, who literally were drawing three, 4,000 fans a night, and they've sold out 551 consecutive games, and he won three cups. So, yes, he's tough. Yes, he's demanding, but he's also really good. 
David Kaplan joining us, presented by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy, uh, let's get into the last dance, what we saw on Sunday night. It went up another level. We got three more Sunday nights of this, and uh, Dennis Rodman certainly a big, big part of this one. Your thoughts on parts three and four of the last dance? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I absolutely loved it, and it was everything we hoped. And I watched, I, I mean, I keep learning things. Like, I had Dennis Rodman in studio with me a few years ago, and he told us all these wild stories about Carmen Electra. Uh, he never told us that he took Carmen Electra to the Birdo Center one right. night, blindfolded, yeah. and then had sex with her on the Bulls logo in the middle of the practice floor. Like, really? <laughs> like, there was all this crazy stuff. I knew he had taken off and missed a couple games. Didn't realize Michael Jordan went to his front door in Deerfield and got him out of bed and brought him to practice, where Carmen Electra came out yesterday or the day before and said, Dennis got up, and I've never seen him scared. And he's like, oh, God, Michael Jordan's at the door. And he said he got she said he got dressed. Michael said, let's go. And he put him in the car and took him to practice. So, yeah, that was I thought some really cool stuff. You know, Captain, I thought that, uh, that ESPN, that the last dance portrayed that as Jordan showed up in his hotel room in Vegas to grab they him. They absolutely did. And I had people actually calling me on the radio or friends of mine texting me going, dude, that happened in Deerfield. And I'm like, look, I know Michael went and got him. I know the story. Uh, Dennis told us the story of, and Carmen backed it up when she said, yeah, all he had was a mattress, a couch, and a big screen TV. (laughs) And that the door was never locked. And there was a knock at the door and he goes, come in. And it's Phil Jackson. And Dennis was standing there in front of the door completely naked and Phil's like hey man I need you at practice today we're changing something on our defensive rotation okay I got you I'll be there because Bill Wennington told me a couple weeks ago dude there were days where he didn't come to practice he just didn't show up but we knew when the game started Dennis was going to be ready to play and that was the genius of Phil Jackson where I just told you John McDonough was his old school and regimented Well, Phil was able to take a quirky personality who, if they had tried to get Dennis to fit into this, you know, round peg into the square box, it never would have worked. He wasn't going to be the guy there at 8 a.m. and dressed the way he was. No, he was going to be the guy that's going to have the multicolored hair. He's going to ride in in a Harley with, you know, Carmen Electra barely wearing any clothes on the back of it. But when the game started and the ball went up, he's going to play at a Hall of Fame level. That's the genius of Phil Jackson. Yeah, indeed it was. Uh, David Kaplan is our guest. Cappy, I um, I want to get the Rodman reaction. Do you remember what it was like in Chicago? Of course, he spent those times with the Pistons and the Bad Boys, dot, dot, dot. What was the reaction when Rodman became a Bull? Do you remember? Oh, I, I absolutely remember. A hundred percent. I was on the air in Chicago, and people were calling in, screw this guy, we hate him, I can't believe Jerry Krause brought him in. And as soon as he became ours and they started to see the effort, absolutely 100% people were like, okay, we love him. He's our guy. And then there was a clothing store in Chicago that everybody went to uh, in the business community. It was wildly successful called Bigsby and Crothers. And the two guys that owned it, Gene Silverberg and his partner, I can't remember his name, they bought this building that overlooked the Kennedy Expressway right at like North and Division right in that area 
and they painted on the side of the building Dennis Rodman on a mural. And every time he changed the color of his hair, they sent a painter out and changed the color of Dennis's hair to match on the building until finally Chicago police called them and said, okay, you got to paint the building over. You can't have Dennis on the side. What do you mean? We have a deal with him. Absolutely we can. Nope, you're causing accidents and traffic jams. <laughs> People are stopping to look on the highway, and the Gapers block is going to kill somebody. And so they literally made them paint over the building. Over to the Bears draft is the Bears with two selections in the second round. A new crop coming in, including Cole Komet. Not an overly great resume as you talk uh, about production throughout his three years at Notre Dame, but a Chicago kid, a suburban kid that a lot of people I know in Chicago are excited about. Yeah, people are thrilled here, and I have a couple friends who broadcast around Notre Dame, and he goes, dude, you're going to love this guy. He is as good a kid, he is as hard a worker, he is a high-character guy, and he said, don't forget, he was playing a lot of baseball here, he dealt with some football injuries as well, I think he had a collarbone, and he said, I'm just telling you, he's going to be a stud, like a prototypical block-on-the-line Released, make plays in the steam. He goes, he may not be Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski, but he's going to be really, really good. So I'm glad to hear we might have got a good one. Yeah, and Cap, the uh, the reaction video when Matt Nagy called him to let him know he was going to be a bear with his family. who was on Twitter last night. He might have been out there for a couple of days. I saw it for the first time last night. Cap, I'm not a Bears fan. I, I had a tear in my eye watching that. That was, that was terrific. Last night? Yes. Well, I saw the the reaction when he was drafted, when he got the call from the Bears, he was going to be a Bear. Yeah, it was incredible. And uh, I used to live in the community that he had. Did you see his neighbors? Yes. That was unbelievable. And I used to live in that community, my wife and I and our kids. And that community is very closely knit. And if you get that kind of response, especially in the midst of a global pandemic, Hmm. that tells you about the character and what people think about him as a person. Now, as I said on the air, that doesn't mean anything comes Sunday at noon when he's got a block against the Vikings or make a pass catch in the middle of the field against the Packers, but it does tell you we didn't take some jerky guy that was like, yeah, I'm not rooting for that guy. Like, everybody is really excited for this kid, and that scene that you're describing when answers the phone, which, by the way, was the third call. The first two dropped. They couldn't get connected on the FaceTime. And then he gets it, and he's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and his dad in the background, let's go, let's go. At least I'm assuming that was his dad. That was great. Just last thing on that, Cap. I know uh, we're running out of time with you here, but Jalen Johnson, cornerback, A, it's an area of need. I think that uh, this is a first-round talent with the exception of his season-long injury that he played with at Utah. I think the Bears get a good one in Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I was arguing with our executive producer here, Danny Zetterman, who he doesn't like to pick because of the injury. But here was my comeback to him on that. Look, if the injury was that severe, he wouldn't have played and played at an All-American and All-Conference level. That's A. B, he didn't get it fixed till after the Indianapolis Combine, which tells me, A, his toughness, and B, his love for football. Hey, man, I'm a football player. I'll play through this. I'll get it fixed and played well enough, there were a lot of people that thought 
If he never had the shoulder thing, he might have been the second or third corner off the board and gone in the first 26. Rest of the draft, Gibson from Tulsa. He'll play outside linebacker. Another cornerback, Vildor from Georgia Southern. Mooney, a fast wide receiver. We'll see what kind of player he is. And then a couple of roulette chips with offensive line in the seventh round. Anybody jump out to you there, Cap? Uh, I like the speed guy. Now, Mooney also has issues because he drops a lot of passes. Mm. So Great. You know, we'll see what happens there. That There's a reason a guy running a 4-3-8 is still on the board in the fifth round. I like the Travis Gibson pick. Again, I don't watch Tulsa football. I may have bet on Tulsa football. <laughs> don't even remember doing it. But people I trust who scout and do this for a living all tell me, Hey, man, this guy has a chance to be a really, really good player. So if that's the case, good job. Cap, I know we're out of time. What, yes or no, Boylan coached the Bulls next year after the shakeup in the front office. Does Boylan survive? I'm going to say no. I would be shocked because he didn't do anything to prove that. Like new GMs or team presidents or executive EPs like our tourists, they always want their own guy. Right. That's A. But B, if you told me that he was winning and he was, Tom Thibodeau, and he won 61 games, and they hadn't won a title yet. And the guy wants a new guy. You go, well, maybe you ought to give this guy a chance. He wins. Jim's record is horrific. Now, I know the team's not great, but you lose all the goodwill you've engendered with all the sweeping changes. The Chicago fan base does not want Jim Boylan back. I can't believe they'll bring him back. Good stuff, Cap. Talk to you in a week. Thank you. See you, boys. See you. Good healthy. Yep, you too. David Kaplan, uh, brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com for the time being. Uh, their showroom has been closed to the public, but you can find them online and you can uh, certainly guarantee that all of your needs, whether it be manufactured, natural stone to accent, or even to update your exterior or your interior project of any size for a Centurion Stone variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your every need. Over 200 of them, in fact, and you can check them out online you can see the um the the testimonials the projects some of the stuff they've done at centurionstoneofiowa.com centurionstoneofiowa.com makes cappy possible all right good stuff there with cappy trent as always what'd you learn anything do you believe um who do you think is the most popular duo in chicago since uh, Pippen and Jordan. Rizzo and Bryant will win the poll, yeah, don't you and, think? And because of that, because it's it's the Cubs, it's baseball mm-hmm. as opposed to hockey. But I, I think you bring up a good point. Who should it be? Yeah. It's a different it's a different conversation, certainly there. And if there was any duos in the Bears over this uh, de- two decades, <laughs> they would run away with it, but there hasn't been. Yeah. But, we never got the Cutler and Cavallari with Cappy. I no, wonder if he's uh, up to speed on that. We'll get to it next week. I'm sure we will. All right, we're going to get to Nick Athen on the Kansas City Chiefs. We will take a look back at uh, at their draft, what they've done. We'll pick Nick's brain on what he thought the, uh, the competition in the AFC West, who got better, who stayed the same. I certainly love the first two draft picks uh, by the Chiefs after that. Kind of a crapshoot, although Niang, the uh, offensive lineman, uh, certainly has some potential there. A lot of folks are high on him. Nick Athen joins the program next. We will hear uh, from Governor Kim Reynolds coming up at 11. We're going to do Big 12. Uh, with Heartland College Sports, and we'll do some uh, Iowa and some Big Ten uh, with John Bowen Camp before we get out of here at noon. It's Miller and Condon. We are on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point Spirits Competition.
Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. How about that? We told Nick Athen we'd get to him at 1045. Mm-hmm. We're right on the button. Well, it's That's not rarity. like us, Trent. We don't have sports. We can stay a little bit... We can stay a little closer to things when that's uh, when that's the case, and we don't go on and on and on. Uh, let's get to our buddy Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. We recap the Chiefs draft, some of the Chiefs news uh, since the draft. And, Nick, I don't care about the Breland. I mean, I wish he wasn't driving, you know, with circumstances. Yeah. But um, I, I care more so about Dustin Colquitt, and that's where I want to start before we get into the draft uh, with you. Boy, oh, boy, I guess I didn't realize how long he'd been there, what he'd meant to the city. Uh, hi, Bonnie Lucas. Sorry about that. Bonnie Lucas just popped her head in and <laughs> want to say hi to her. Um, but hey, uh, but nonetheless, Dustin Colquitt, uh, is, is tenure is over in Kansas City, joins his yep. father and his brother with Super Bowl rings. Uh, hell of a, a hell of a career, Nick. Um, that, that's, um, that's, uh, what was it, 16 years? You don't see that very often. Yeah, this one stung a little bit. You know, Dustin and I have been friends since he got here. He actually... Uh, we did a, a, a segment with him called uh, Colquitt's Coffin Corner for Warpaint Illustrated the Magazine. We did our podcast. Of course, we did the Dustin and Debo show together on 101 The Fox Local. And you know what? I, we had a lot of fun on and off the field, some really great times in River Falls. You know, I had to really reflect hard yesterday and say, you know, it's hard to believe it's been that long. It also tells me how old I am. But, uh, you know, listen, his his tenure in Kansas City was just amazing from day one. Uh, you know, he was just uh, one of those personalities that you flock to. A uh, great story with the family history and the family tradition, you know, with his dad and his brother. Um, you know, I remember meeting Britton, you know, before he even kicked the snap in the NFL and talking to him, and he said all he wanted to do was follow his brother's footsteps and his dad's footsteps. And so, you know, he did everything right in Kansas City. I would, I would go down and say this. I think from a community standpoint, I don't think there was a person that gave more of his time mm-hmm raised money, uh, effort um, to make the people, uh, to help so many people in Kansas City. Huge fan favorite, sorely going to miss. His locker room presence was second to none next to, I think, Mahomes. Um, And I really think um, Chiefs fans are going to remember him fondly. He's definitely going to be in the ring of honor. I personally hope he doesn't play anywhere else, uh, so he can just have his entire career in Kansas City. I don't think he's decided what he's going to do yet. But, uh, you know, talk about class act, um, unbelievable uh, character and unbelievable athlete. Talking Chiefs with Nick Athen. Let's get into the draft and what we saw. And I'm sure you remember, Nick, right as we were finishing up our conversation with you before the draft began, my partner Ken Miller says, you know who they might be looking at? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And all of a sudden at 32, he comes off the board. Your thoughts on the running back and another weapon for Patrick Mahomes? I just think, you know, I, I, I kind of had thought the Chiefs were going to take a running back. You know, I wasn't sure it was going to be him. Ken, you were spot on. Um, you know, I think, listen, he brings a, a versatility. Uh, he brings another dimension, another gear to the offense. He basically is now, we can officially put all the Kareem Hunt rumors to rest. Yeah, um, yep. This is his replacement. He's a better player than Kareem Hunt. He's more polished. What he did last year in LSU, uh, you know, for that team, offensively catching the ball, running the ball with 2,000-plus yards in total offense. Plus, he's a, he's a stellar blocker in the backfield. Um, you know, he's not going to be, you know, asked to do 20 or 30 carries a game. They're still going to have Williams to, to counterbalance the, 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 the two-headed attack. And I just think this is just a home run. It's a perfect scenario for him. It's a perfect scenario for the Chiefs. 
I know a lot of people were down, you know, take a running back in the first round. I mean, technically pick number 32, you know, is a stretch uh, to sit there and say that, you know, you shouldn't take a running back in the first round. But he would not have been there on on Friday. There's no question he would have been one of the top two or three uh, players taken. The Chiefs were high in him for a long time. Patrick Mahomes was thumbs up about it. He wanted to add him. Um, Just a perfect storm. Uh, Just going to give Kansas City another weapon. And for all the defensive additions in the division, they're going to try and stop him. Yeah, good luck. I, I think he's great, Nick. And you know what? I, I thought it was a great pick. It ruined my uh, my Thursday night uh, as, as a Broncos fan. But you know what? Even when we got to Friday, and here are the Chiefs picking at the end of round two as they're picking at the end of every round, Willie Gay was a complete home run, I thought. And I got the off-the-field stuff, and maybe that uh, scared some teams away. Uh, but plug in the tape, and I know they did their homework on this guy. I think that this yep. is going to be one of these picks uh, that we're you know looking back. How the hell did they get him uh, with the final pick of the yeah. second round? I agree. This kind of reminds me of you know Justin Houston falling, kind of the same situation okay. years ago when Pioli was there, and you know Justin uh, tested negative or tested positive for I think a, a substance of marijuana. I think. Um, and Willie Gay, though, I mean, listen, they did their homework. They were up. They, listen, Brett Beach loves the Mississippi State guys. Certainly had enough of them on the roster. Um, knows that it's a, it's, 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 they've got good communication with the coaching staff. To me, he, he was, he was that missing link on defense. That guy with speed. He can cover. He can stop the run. He can get after the quarterback. You know, he is basically the, you know, the next DJ. At least they hope. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, they got a steal. I mean, you know, all the grades are in the A range for him. Um, I really like him a lot. Um, I, they needed they needed some speed at linebacker. Um, now they can plug him. Hopefully they put him in the middle linebacker position and just let him do his thing. Um, and I think that's going to be a terrific addition for the Chiefs. He's the guy to watch in this draft defensively, no doubt. This roster is so stacked already. You look late in the draft, and a guy that might be a practice squad player more than anything, he wasn't even invited to the uh, scouting combine in the seventh round. You know, keys from Tulane, just throwing a couple of darts here, but they didn't have a lot of picks, but the Chiefs don't need a whole lot of picks with the way this roster sits. No, they, they really don't. I mean, they're really in a really good position. I mean, you know, getting the Angs probably was, I think, a top five offensive lineman had he not been injured. The Chiefs got a steal in round three. But, you know, Dan, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, he didn't do much at Michigan. Well, at Central Michigan, he was a beast. And at Michigan, he was one of five guys, mm-hmm. you know, who rotated in and out of the line. So, obviously, statistics aren't going to be there. You know, he got a good year of coaching under Harbaugh and a good system and a good program. It's certainly going to help him. Uh, but the key to me in this draft was getting Snead in the fourth round and Keys in the seventh round who they traded back in. You know, depending on how the Breland situation works out, here are two guys that are, were high targets of the Chiefs, guys that, uh, you know, that they wanted that they thought they had to have. They, they were fortunate enough to get Snead. Uh, getting keys was brilliant. I mean, these two guys are athletic. They're fast. They're strong. Uh, the game's not going to be too big for them. And what I think is interesting um, about all the guys that they drafted was that, you know, the Chiefs are in a luxury position. They don't have to start right away. But these are all guys that I think are more NFL-ready than maybe some of the other picks that were taken by some of the other teams in the West and certainly in the, in, in the league itself. And that's kind of what they targeted. Okay, is this guy this year or next year? And so they really put the keys. You can see kind of where the Chiefs are shifting. They're going to be making some changes after this year. There's no question this roster is going to shake up quite a bit. And they've got some young guys that they're going to be counting on. And I think this draft class will, uh, will be you know, one of the better ones that Beach has because they fit areas of need. 
and they're also not going to be expected to say, okay, you have to do this this year. Uh, they're going to give them some time, especially with no offseason and no OTAs at this point. It's going to be tough for them to, to get up to speed. But they're all athletes. They're strong. They're physical. They're all smart. They come from good programs. And they're also good guys, good kids. Yeah, Willie Gay's going to start from gate from day one, in my opinion. And Edward Solaire is going to be uh, he's going to be a problem. Uh, Nick, they say intimidation is the sincerest form of flattery, and it's very apparent that John Elway and Mayock and Gruden uh, with with the Raiders looked at that Chiefs or that Chiefs yeah. roster and said, "We got to get faster. We've got to score some points." And both the Raiders and the Broncos went heavy, heavy, heavy speed on offense to try and narrow the gap. I think they both did. I'm not saying that they're both. Up there with the Chiefs at this point, but did you think that the sure. Broncos and Raiders got better? Yeah, I think I think all three teams did. I mean, I think they 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 attacked areas of needs and defensively. You just look at what the three teams did defensively, whether it's in free agency, you know, trying to find enough guys. Now, I think the Raiders' defense is probably going to take a little bit longer to gel. I think the Chargers have some new guys. I mean, the Broncos. I thought the Broncos had a terrific draft. Um, I really like their aggressiveness um, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think it's important that these teams know that, hey, you know, the only chance they're going to get win a division is they can beat Pat Mahomes, and that's it. I mean, Mayock said it. We're all chasing Mahomes and the Chiefs, and I think they're going to be chasing them a little while longer because it's going to be tough, and I think I said this last week. The Chiefs, for the most part, are going to be plugging in maybe two or three new starters, whereas all these other teams are going to have to plug in a whole bunch of guys, and that's, that's going to be a tough one to, to mend and gel. Um, but the division is better, and I think that's good news. I mean, I, I like the fact that all four teams are gearing toward being competitive. The FC West hasn't been as competitive as it, as it has been in our, in our era of time mm-hmm. covering the division. Uh, but uh, hopefully that changes now, and I think that's good for everybody. But um, each team addressed needs. Um, I think, I think the, the Broncos and the Raiders probably had the best overall draft. Um, I, I do question the quarterback situation. Um, in Oakland or in Las Vegas, I can't believe I, I did it already. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be shocked shocked if Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback either. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. But all the teams, you know, definitely improved themselves. Um, and uh, what, but they got a lot of work to do to catch up. It's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a fun division, the AFC West, no doubt about that. I agree. I think they're all looking for second place, but there's, uh, you know, there's wild card possibilities. Nick, we're out of time. When the schedule comes out, we'll uh, run you down again. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Thank you, Nick. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, good to there. talk to you. You all do. Right. Nick Athen on the Chiefs as we continue on here. Uh, Governor Kim Reynolds at 11 o'clock, bottom of the hour. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. You got it. John Bowen Camp from the Maven Sports Illustrated. Take us till about an hour from now. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.